Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to continue with part two of our discussion about Donald Trump and the wall and his famous uh, State of the Union address. So sit back and enjoy. Yes, I did see the State of the Union address. I um, cleared my schedule, and I guess this is following on from my um, uh, uh, previous um, video I did about Trump and the wall, and I was wondering when um, was he going to... Um when was he going to, uh, uh, like, was he going to cave or, you know, basically who was going to blink first? And surprisingly, it was Donald Trump who blinked first, but there was a reason for that. Um, let me take a sip of my Great Gatsby cup here and put this down and we'll get stuck straight into it. If there was a reason he blinked, it's because um, it was quite clear that the Democrats were going to hold out maybe for a second month, and uh, that would have interfered with Donald Trump's State of the Union address. And I think Trump didn't want to do that. So um, Trump did cave in, um, and obviously, again, Ann Coulter wrote these uh, scathing articles. <laughs> I think one of the famous pieces she wrote was... Oh, I don't know if it was a tweet or something where she said that, you know, um, George H.W. Bush is no longer the biggest wimp president, which he wasn't a wimp, by the way. He was a fucking monster, that guy. But anyway, she implied he was a wimp and um, he was no longer the biggest wimp because Donald Trump had caved on this. But I think Trump was, again, being strategic and um, he was dealing with um, the problems. Uh, uh, well, you know, he, he really had a something he wanted to stay, I think, this year at the State of the Union address. You know, and he really wanted to go over his record. And um, the State of the Union is really essentially a two-hour piece of political theatre. And, and, and it's national, it's broadcast live. Um, and obviously, if the um, shutdown had continued through February, the State of the Union address probably would have had to be cancelled or held from the White House, which would no, no, not have been as glamorous or, you know what I mean. So essentially, for the case of theatrics, Trump had to kind of really do something. And um, as I said in the previous video where I discussed this matter, this really is a, a, about the election in 2020. If Donald Trump gets his wall, he will most likely win the 2020 election and uh, we'll have eight years of Donald Trump, like we had eight years of Ronald Reagan. Um, but you know, obviously the Dems and even some aspects of the GOP don't like that um, because you know they're either part of the swamp, they're either part of the deep state or they're part of the globalist cabal. So um, uh, anyway, Trump did end the... Um uh, he said it was for three weeks. Um, I don't think he'll, he'll go straight back into another, um, another, another shutdown of the government. I think um, the reason Donald Trump wanted to end the, um, uh, the, the government shutdown is he had a very elaborate piece of political theatre planned for the State of the Union address. And if the um, shutdown had continued on into late February, um, the State of the Union address would have had to be done from the Oval Office or something nowhere near as grand. You've got to remember, it's a, the State of the Union is a two-hour piece of live television on every network. And uh, I cleared my schedule on Wednesday so I could watch it. It was broadcast live here on Wednesday, that just, the Wednesday that just went, um, from about 1 to 3 o'clock. And uh, even, I thought it was one of the Trump's most... Um, um, defining moments, you know, where he really got to state before both uh, sides of the House what his achievements were, and it was uninterrupted, you know, I mean, where he could state his case without having CNN, you know, coming in and covering it with fake news or even Breitbart or anybody. He could just basically broadcast his message for two hours. So I really think it was probably important for him to do that, and um, I think that was the main motivation um, for him ending the government shutdown. He did 
he did say that the government shutdown would end for three weeks. Now, I'm not sure if it'll re-begin soon or whether he'll go a different path, which I covered in the last video, which is to go the state of, the, state of emergency and to use the, the, essentially the American military or um, the National Guard to build the wall, which I think is an interesting way to go. Um, he may try one more time to continue with the government shutdown, and I think that's um, not a bad idea. Um, but, you know, he was criticised by various uh, factors for giving, on, giving in on the uh, shutdown in the sense he did blink first. So in a sense, that is a victory for the Dems. Um, but there's a lot of funny things that came out of the State of the Union Dress. I thought one of the funniest things is the um, the the way that uh, the, the new all the new feminist um, uh, uh, women, uh, Democrat women, they all dressed in white. You know, and I, I just like to give them a stern one. All that white neo neo fascist white nationalist signalling from the white Democrats. It's tisk tisk tisk. You know, I mean that, that's Democrats, the party of the KKK, and here they are all dressed in white. You know, signalling white nationalism. I just got to, I just got to. Very naughty, very, very naughty. But apparently milk is, is, is literally Hitler these days because it's simply because it's white. So what do they do? They, they all dress in white and march in, and people just basically put hoods on them. <laughs> and then you had memes galore. And I mean, these memes were so offensive to the Democrats that uh, you know, Facebook is banning them in some countries. And the, you know, I know that some of the memes I've shared, people in England can't see them. Like they look at my page and they can't see some of the shit. So th th this really is like, you know, we really have entered a kind of state of 1984. But back to the State of the Union, I, I really think, you know, Trump had an elaborate two-hour um, kind of piece of political theory he wanted to perform and, you know, where he wanted to state his case that America is doing well on, on you know, unemployment, um, on crime, on, you know, like low, lowering crime, particularly through the, you know, ICE and, um, you know, deportation uh, agenda and how that also, the deportation agenda helps the local working class and the local middle class local middle class. So I think, you know, he had a lot of really strong points and I thought it was very important for him to, to do that. So I, I do think it was probably the right thing to do to end the shutdown so he could do the uh, State of the Union before the full house. Um, but, um, you know, I mean, it, I guess it's going to be, you know, controversial or, um, you know, we'll see whether it was the wise thing to do in the long run. Um, I don't think so. I think that, you know, I mean, Trump's, I mean, Trump's been, um, and this is, I think, the, the part that that um, mainstream media don't get. They always try and portray Trump as kind of far right candidate, but he's not really that. You know what I mean? Like he's actually more a centre nationalist, but he is a nationalist. Um, and and an interesting thing is is nationalism is always um, portrayed uh, as in its extreme uh, kind of manifestations. But Trump is attempting to show that nationalism can manifest itself in a way that's not uh, in a non-extremist way. And this, in a way, is um, I think what the elite really fear um, that you know something like a, a mild nationalism can be expressed and can be politically um, um, what's it called a politically manifested uh, in a way that is not like the Nazis, you know, like that Trump really isn't Hitler, you know what I mean, like really, and that he's something far more mild, you know, and, um, and the same accusation can be made in some aspects of the left, I mean, um, some of the, I guess some of the right-wing people who fear people like um, that uh, Acacia, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez and um, Bernie Sanders is, oh, they're going to be Stalin, they're going to be Mao, and you know, there's all these memes, 
and maybe they are, I don't know. But, you know, I mean, maybe there's a way to manifest uh, a socialism that um, is also not uh, in this ultra-extreme variety, you know what I mean? Like, where it ends into, to like, Castro and, you know, like, the, the economy being kind of cubed and where you can't buy a tin of beans or, you know, where you can still have ten varieties of Oreos, you know, basically, under socialism. I don't know. But at least, you know, at least with Trump, from a right-wing perspective, he's presenting, I think, um, mainstream America... With with a mild nationalism, and I think its benefits um, will be uh, manifold. And that, you know, he was just attempting to explicate that. Now, I do believe he is more nationalist than where he is right now. But, and I think, you know, uh, uh, a lot of even more radical nationalists need to look at Trump and, and think what he's doing is smart because he's taken a center nationalist position, and I think he will slowly move it further and further right. And I think that is actually how you end up in the further right direction. You don't instantly, you know, uh, um, uh, what's it called, uh, uh, propose some radical nationalist uh, right agenda and expect that that's going to appear tomorrow. If you really want to appear somewhere else, you need to be more centrist and then slowly move it in the direction you want. And it would be the same for a left-winger who wanted to, um, say, be, be a mild socialist, but then slowly move it in the direction of communism. It would be a similar thing, you know. So um, I guess that's just my observations of, um, um, I guess, what you call political praxis in, in um, early 20th century uh, Western politics. But um, you see the whole, this happening all over um, the West at the moment. Um, in Europe and in other countries, there's a similar thing. Salvini, again, he's not, he's not Mussolini, but, you know, he's, again, a, a strong centre nationalist and he's moving things slowly and slowly more towards the right. How far he wants to go now that, that, in that direction, we'll wait and see. I don't believe any of these um, current nationalist leaders that have been elected or ones that want to be elected, like Marine Le Pen, are real, what you call real fascists. Um, but they might have some aspects that might have, a, um, what do you call... Um, some similar ideas of which they would be a milder um, uh, interpretation of or manifestation of. And I think that, well, we'll wait and see what happens with that. But, like, um, you know, I think we are in a very interesting time. And uh, I think that the centre that has normally, normally been held by neoliberal um, capitalism um, has been, um, you know, is in a state of crisis. And this is why you are seeing, I guess, what's called the authentic um, right, which is the, the nationalist right, and the authentic left, which is the um, socialist left, returning to the main stage of political um, politics. And there we are. And that's my summary of um, the situation we're in and, I guess, what happened with Donald Trump's um, recent uh, State of the Union address. We'll see what happens. Is year three. Uh, of uh, the Trump or year three, just full stop, you know. I called Donald Trump year zero, you know, as a kind of reference to the uh, Cambodian massacre, just to stir up liberals again, which is one of my favourite occupations.